Okay, okay, what's going on, LBHT crew? B, what is going on? Well, I, I see we're starting things off right. Brandon B in the chat, uh, letting everybody know that I am, as always, correct. Uh, I thought you were going to go to our man Noah, who already dropped a $5 tip. Salute to you, Noah. Out the <laughs> gate, you, Noah. happy LBHT show day, everyone. Hope all is well with y'all. My apologies for being absent lately. I've been doing a lot of work to better myself. Hey, salute to you. And to be better to those around me. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Anyway, just wanted to stop by and say hello. As always, mm -hmm. hashtag LBHT crew for life. Salute to you, Noah. Thank you, salute Noah. to you. Appreciate you, man. Um, so, wait, is it this week or is it next week is our, our anniversary? Uh, well, you know, as you mention it. Uh, it's today? It is, it is tomorrow. We did not. We did not plan anything for we it. So, yeah. Happy anniversary to us. Well, thank it you. has been three years. You're, Happy you're anniversary, welcome. B. Yes. Yes. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, we were we were too busy grinding. We didn't even realize. I, I, as soon as Noah says it's been a while, I was like, it has been a while. I was like, when, when was what was our update? When, when did we talk about this? But yes, all right, three years tomorrow uh, of the LBHT show. Okay, we started in Black History Month, which is why we continue the Black History Facts every week on the show. Uh, salute to everybody that's that's uh, joined us along the way. Um, so to everybody that you know that's new and and old and and um really appreciate you guys, man. This show has been a lot of fun, you know, and mm -hmm. we still got a whole lot more in store for you. Um, I'm not sure how I'm coming out on your end. Looks like my my connection might be a little choppy, but hopefully Streamyard gets it together. No, that's fine. Okay. But that's okay because look, we had a little issue last time, right? That was that was on on YouTube side. YouTube was was shutting everybody down. And our, you know, our links weren't working for uh, stream elements, but B, everything's working fine now. We we fixed mm -hmm. it, any issues on our end, and as Stringer Bell would say, B, I want you to put the word out there. We back up. Understand me? We back up. We're back up. <laughs> We're back up. Okay, put the word out there. We're back up. Go ahead and click that link. Okay, don't be scared. It's gonna work this time. All right. But if you're still scared, dollar sign LBHT show. That's the cash app. Those are the two ways that we do super chat around here. All right. Both ways. Leave a donation. Leave your comment. And you'll get a nice little animation right next to my face. Let's give a shout out to the crew. We got Raven C. Our brother Raven C is in the house. Up, yes, sir. What's up, man? Thanks for coming through as always. Hey, so hey, salute to you. Make sure you guys go over there. Take two seconds and hit the su subscribe button on Raven C. All right. Uh, good friend of the show. Uh, always supports. He supports the whole crew. Okay, mm -hmm. he is a part of the crew. He's a he's a part of the roundtable. You haven't seen him on screen yet, but he's 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 a he's a, 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 a what you call it, extended family, if you will. Okay, so salute to Raven C, man. Really appreciate you. Appreciate you too, Kimberly. Kimberly's what's always up, Kimberly? She says, "What's up, L lunch break hot take?" Hey, what's <laughs> up with you, Kimberly? Hope you're having a wonderful day. Brandon Basil says. Rodney, uh, we skip past that. He said something about you being right. Something <laughs> right, right, right <laughs> Rodney man. Wright, Panthers got Caldwell. We got Munkin. Look who won that. Damn right. All right, we'll find out. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Mr. J the Six, what's going on? Says, made it to another Wednesday, and the Panthers haven't given me a reason that they are <laughs> going to screw up the staff of vast NFL knowledge. Hey, we're going to talk about that as well. Panthers, Panthers killing it, Jay. They are. Shout out to my man Sterling. What's going on? Appreciate you coming through. 
What's up, yes. MJ's in the house. What's going on? Andre Mears is in the house. What's going on, Andre? Thanks for coming through. What's up, Andre? One Sessions in the house. Says, what's up, LBHT fam? Thanks for coming through, One Sessions. Yes. Darius Simmons, what's going on? Says, what's up, being Jose? Hey, what's up with you, Darius? Uh, MDT Sports says, what's up, guys? What's up with you? Jonathan Washington, yes. Just Aloe. What's going on, Just Aloe? Hope all is well with you as well, my friend. Top Billings in the house. What's going on? Thanks for coming uh, through. King Trent TV. Salute to you. Thanks for coming through. What's up, King? All right. Willie Seabon in the house. What's up? Oh, everybody's here early. Yes. Mm-hmm. Noah, who just blessed us with the with the five dollars, is in here. The Wheezy's in the house. What's going well, go on? Back, go back to Noah real quick. Did you notice that the Lions have now taken priority in the Avatar? Oh. <laughs> Well, that's until that's until the Ravens spend Lamar. Okay, he can't be all in. He can't be all in right now. Yeah. What's going on, DDSQ man? Thanks for coming What's through. Uh, who else we got in here? Yolanda B's in the house. It's good evening, LBHT family. Hope everyone is well. So Salute good. to you, Yolanda. Thanks for coming through as always. Marco G's in the house. Says, What's good, guys? PQ has deleted everything Ravens related. I wonder if we can get a refund for our 2020 first round pick. We might have to talk about that too. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, indeed. Who else we got in here? We have Gurun Singh says, Yo, yo, what's up? Thanks for coming through. Our guy, Coach Evans from Sip 2 Tally Films. Make sure uh, you're subscribed over there. I expect you all to be subscribed over there by now. I expect that. Okay. Um, Coach just he drops the hotness uh, like every day. All right. And it gets even hotter every Monday around 9 p.m. for the Ravens roundtable. All right, so make sure you're subscribed over there. All right, Xavier Smith, what's going on? Says, fellas, hey. What's up, Xavier? Salute, salute. But, yes, look, Ravens got the offensive coordinator. We'll talk about it, okay? The Panthers didn't – it seemed like they're hiring everything except the offensive coordinator. And they're hiring – you know, they hired Deuce Daly. I was like, okay, maybe he's going to be offensive coordinator. They're like, no. <laughs> they they hired they hired Jim Caldwell. I'm like, oh, good pick for offensive coordinator. They're like, no. So, <laughs> I mean, they're all good, uh, all good picks, but still, oh, shout out to Akai Hendo for the fifty dollar donation out the gate. Says happy Thank anniversary you, to two of the finest brothers that I know. Hey, salute. Thank, Thank you. you really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. And you know, Hendo, if you don't know. Ravens online on gatekeepers. Okay, he is part of the LBHT crew. He is part of the Ravens roundtable. Uh, make sure you subscribe to him as well. And we got a donation from Anonymous. Oh man, really appreciate you guys. A $25 donation it says greetings, everyone. Have an incredible show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, wow. Listen, it is our anniversary, it is three years. And running shout out to, to uh edward bigby over on facebook too i forgot to mention that we are streaming live on youtube facebook twitter and twitch okay those are the ways that you can watch so if you have a, a, a youtube armageddon like we did last weekend and and people can't log on uh those are the other ways that you can go and watch all right so all right we got a lot to talk about all right uh we're gonna get into it but it is black history month and you guys oh oh yes it is Oh, shout out to Anonymous. Hey, says, what's up, my brothers? Hey, what's up with you, Anonymous? Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I can't thank y'all enough for this, man. Really appreciate that. Um, 
look, we started in Black History Month, okay, and we wanted to uh, uh, honor that with Black History Facts, and it was so dope. We said we're going to keep this going because we don't shy away from the race talk here, okay? A lot of sports shows, they get a little antsy about that. Not over here, okay? <laughs> and, you know, we like to we like to start with, with some Black History Facts to get you in the mood. It's not, it's not, the show ain't always about that, but, you know, listen. We're going to give it to you. You guys love it. I We haven't heard one complaint about Black History Facts. No. Not one. You guys love it, and we're going to keep giving it to you. So here we go. B's got the and Black I, History Facts. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you have complaints, we're still not going to hear them. Uh, but to start off with the Black History Facts here uh, this <laughs> week, I, uh, you know, as, as some of you may know, I, I, I live in West Virginia. Uh, and I was reading some West Virginia, a little bit of West Virginia history. Uh, when we talked about Bethune Cookman, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, because we were talking about the whole Ed Reed thing, I kind of mentioned that West Virginia had its own HBCU, uh, Bluefield State. And so I was wondering, I was like, why would West Virginia have a, have a HBCU? There ain't no black people here. Uh, so I went and I was looking, you know, it was founded in 1895. And what was happening around that time, around the turn of the century, coming into the 20th century, is that black people were migrating to West Virginia uh, to work in the coal mines, uh, which is, you know, the kind of the big industry in, or has been the big industry in, in West Virginia. And so I was just reading about that and how, you know, those were kind of highly prized jobs because, I mean, I, I guess you could say they, they paid well enough. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know on the on the conversion. They paid about $5 a day. Uh but, you know, it gave black people a chance to kind of build a, a, a life, uh, to build a future. Um, and they said that also, even though it was very difficult work, very dangerous work, you kind of didn't really see your supervisor. You know, they said that, you know, they would come through maybe once a day and then people were just kind of on their own, which was which was valued uh, with the with the black workers at, at the time. Um and so, you know, what comes along with that is, you know, if you have a lot of black people moving in, you need a place where black children can go to school. And there weren't really any options. There was one or maybe two schools uh, that would teach black children at the time. So, you know, Bluefield uh, State University, as it's now known, or Bluefield uh, Color Institute, as it was known at the beginning, was founded, started off with about 40 students. Uh, and they just kept, you know, kept building, 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 and became an accredited four-year uh, college, uh, you know, around mid-20th century. Uh, and it was a, 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 they had a rich cultural history at Bluefield. They said that Langston Hughes uh, would go there to recite poetry. Joe Lewis held uh, exhibition matches at Bluefield State. Uh, you know, Duke Ellington went there and performed. Uh, so, you know, it, it was, it was a... a you know, a place of higher learning, obviously, but a, a very good school. Uh, and like I said, had a rich cultural history there for all the, the black students. And even up to today, they have an active alumni association. It's, it's small, but they, they every year travel back to Bluefield State for the homecoming, even though, you know, they got rid of their football team back in the 70s. And so it's kind of just a luncheon and, and dance now. But they, you know, they all credit Bluefield uh, with, playing a major role in in helping them achieve everything that they have in their lives and, 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 you know, their career goals, their family goals and things like that. Um, but, you know, that was relatively short lived as uh, segregation was, was outlawed and uh, automation kind of took away a lot of the, the coal mining jobs, black people started leaving West Virginia. And then you had, 
military people coming back from the Korean War, right? So they're, you know, black people are leaving, white people are coming back to to the state and looking around and saying, hey, this is a cheap school. Uh, I can go there using the GI Bill and, and get an education and kind of reintegrate into society. So that kind of, you know, it, it shifted the demographic a bit. Uh, what was an all black school, you know, it was kind of about, about 50% black, 50% white at that point. Uh, but then in 1966, the state appointed Wendell Hardway as the first white president at Bluefield State. Um, and they said in 1954, the faculty was 100% black. And in, by 1967, uh, the faculty was down to about 30% black. Uh, when Hardway came in, he immediately hired 23 new teachers, all of them white. Uh, and, you know, again, the, the, the racial demographic was, was continuing to shift in favor of white students because, you know, it's West Virginia, not a lot of black people there. Uh, right. so black people kind of left, went north to find, to find work. Uh, and so, you know, the, the black students at Bluefield kind of, you know, felt a certain way about it, right? There was one student in particular, Edgar James, who was actually a high school teacher uh, and a railway worker at the at the same time that he was attending Blue Bluefield? Um, he was a, a kind of a leader of the the black students at the time, and he said that they were trying to commit a mental genocide uh, and and basically intentionally removing the black students from Bluefield State. Uh, he presented along with all the the other black students presented Hardway with a list of thirty five demands, one of which was his immediate resignation, which, I mean, he didn't really appreciate it. Uh, and and I know this is going to shock you. He did not resign. Uh, <laughs> shock. <laughs> so, and, you know, the, the racial tension on the on the campus and between the, the administration and the students continued to grow. In 1968, uh, during Thanksgiving, like the Thanksgiving break, you know, everybody's away from the school. Uh, a bomb went off in the gymnasium. Uh, you know, because there there had been a lot of protests leading up to it, and that was kind of the culmination. Uh, there was an explosion in the in the gym, and Hardway came back and and essentially you know used that as a reason to shut down the dorms at the school, even though nobody nobody was injured in the in the explosion. Because again, like I said, everybody was at home. Uh, they shut down the dorms and essentially just didn't reopen them, which you know you can't really say was a, a safety measure. Uh, because again, nobody was was injured or anything like that. But what it was, what happened is that since there were not a lot of people in West Virginia, most of the people, most of the black students at Bluefield were from out of state. They traveled and they lived in the dorms. They lived on campus. All of the white students essentially lived off campus. So shutting down the dorms was a way to uh, get rid of a large part of the the black student body and deter black students from coming to Bluefield State. So now, you know, you look at Bluefield, which is still an HBCU because there's no way to remove that. It, you know, it's historically, you know, and they were all black at one point. Now you look at the student body there and it is over uh, 90% white. Um, and, you know, they're kind of losing that that history uh, that that it had, that, that, that culture that it had from the beginning. Uh, like I said, the Alumni Association still goes back and they try to, you know, educate the the younger students who are there now, but it seems to be just kind of like a, a, any other any other school. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of share that it's it's a it's a little it's a sad story uh, of the the HBCU uh, that was once you know thriving and 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 
is that had a rich cultural history, just kind of losing that identity uh, throughout the years. Yeah, and and still getting the the federal funding because it is a public school, still getting millions of federal funding because it's an HBCU, but with little to no black students there. You know, um, that point you made at the end, man, like that happens a lot with with our community, right? Funding that's supposed to be set aside to help our community gets siphoned off by other groups, right? Mm-hmm. Or it get it gets uh, routed to places that you know doesn't doesn't help us. And, you know, and people look at our situation and be like, oh, well, you know, why can't they pick themselves up? You know, uh, you know, these other these other groups do it. And it's just like, well, they actually the funding actually goes to them. They mm-hmm. actually get the help. And there's no, you know, there, there, there are other groups trying to, you know, actively tear us down through, you know, uh, violence or policy or whatever, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's sad to hear, you know. Yeah. But um, hey, it is what it is, man. Um, who is Swack? If they ain't Swack, <laughs> I should mention also that Edgar James uh, was arrested for the bombing uh, at Bluefield, but the charges were later dropped, and so nobody was ever uh, actually, uh, you know, convicted uh, uh, of that particular act. Shocker! Big Zach wants to know if you in Martinsburg. He's near Martinsburg. No, yeah, not in Martinsburg, but close. Yeah, yeah. Not he, he trust me, we he, he ain't going too far into West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to our guy Shug Knight 323 says, always here to find out more about black history from Rodney. What's up, See, listen, listen. Suge sent off his uh, DNA test. Okay, he trying his his 23 and me. He's trying to find out. Yeah. He he's a he's a proud Mexican Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. Next week he gonna be like, "Oh, he's here to find out more about my people." <laughs> the next, next, yo, know, when that results come back and they find out he's he's five percent black, this is gonna be sugar. Oh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be sugar. Next week, he, he finds out he's five percent black. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's let's get let's get to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a queued up today, guys. I had a queued up today. Um, all right, listen, Ravens hired Todd Monken. Okay, mm-hmm. there was a lot of reaction on Twitter. There's a lot of videos out there from the uh, uh, Ravens YouTube uh, uh, YouTubers. Um, you know, check them out. Shout out to Graven. Shout out to Nitro. Shout out to uh, I think Raven. See, you put something out too, I believe. I think I think you, you put something out. Um, Coach, you know, uh, Hendo. You know, who else am I missing? Uh, uh, keeping it real. They they all put out everybody the, but us. Everybody yes, but everybody us. but us. Um, but but I'm naming the people that they should be looking at. Yeah. But what they probably saw in their timelines are the gatekeepers explaining to you. I mean, instantly, right? Like a minute after it's, it's it was tweeted out, it's instantly great, great hire, great hire. You know, uh, oh man, this is this makes perfect sense. I love it, right? <laughs> um, and then you got some people that hate it, you know. Um, but we didn't we didn't tweet uh, we didn't tweet about it. We ain't really uh we we we, we obviously didn't put out any video because you're not getting anything from us early. Um, <laughs> but honestly, 
initial reactions be is I didn't like the hire, right? Um, it's fine. Like I don't I don't have to I don't have to necessarily like it for it to be uh the right hire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, we'll wait and see. But I I obviously don't get excited about it. I don't think it's the worst hire in the world. I think um out of the options that we laid out for this team, that was the worst option. And it was a, it was also the obvious option. Like that's the that's that was the move that I expected them to make, you know. Um, so not surprised by it. Um, I but I, I will say this. I think the reason that a lot of people feel excited, the ones that that do feel excited about that hire, is because they think he's going to run a similar offense that Giro did, that features a lot of you know uh, Lamar running, as you know I should say, because they they highlight the three tight end set they love that because they think lamar is going to be running this offense but what if lamar isn't the quarterback do you still love that hire <laughs> do you still think that's a great hire or are you sitting there saying we should have probably gotten somebody a little bit more advanced yeah uh you know i i think obviously the the hire to make was eric enemy and he's still out there still available uh, that was kind of the home run hire. They didn't do that, but you know they they're on base, I guess, with Todd Monken. Um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talking about how he, he elevated the play of, of Jameis and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I didn't really see that uh, when he was in Tampa. You know, they, they they look like Jameis and Ryan Fitzpatrick. If I'm being honest, uh, now I mean, granted, you know, Jameis really went off the rails in terms of the turnovers the year after Monken left. That the year after Monken left was when he had his 30 interception season. But I don't really want to give Monken credit for for you know containing that because that same season he went to Cleveland and Baker Mayfield had the 22 touchdown, 21 interception campaign, right? Um, so yeah, he's been an offensive coordinator in the NFL for for four years. None of his offenses were particularly good. Uh, his last year in Tampa, you know, they were 12th in, in points. That was that was the high watermark for for Monken. Um, I think that if you if you look at his offenses, you can expect uh, you know that, that Mark Andrews will have a big year. I think Isaiah likely uh, will, will will have a much better year as well. I would think around 600 yards for him. Um, but I, and I would expect J.K. Dobbins to have a huge year. I would expect you know him to get the most he can get out of Rashad Bateman. Uh, I think he's good at at spreading the ball around to multiple different weapons. Um, you know, obviously Baltimore needs to bring in more, more people, but I mean, as the, the team is constructed right now, I think you can utilize some of those guys much better than the, the previous uh, offensive coordinator could. Um, what I did not see, like I said, is, is, you know, any kind of, you know, real uh, uh, advancement in, in the quarterback play. Uh, that's not something that I would expect out of, uh, out of Monken, but you know, luckily in Baltimore, that's not a thing that's really necessary. If they do what they need to do and bring Lamar back, uh, if they don't bring Lamar back, like you said, and it's a Tyler Huntley or God forbid a Baker Mayfield, I don't know how happy people are going to be with the offensive results uh, from Baltimore this season. Yeah, like, like I said, we you know, I I don't personally like the pick, right, uh, for a couple of reasons, but um, I'm not going to bash it either, right? I mean. He he might turn out to be really good, so mm-hmm. I mean th- this is this is one of those hires. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this is terrible, 
you know what I'm saying? I personally don't like it, but you know, it is what it is. We'll see. Uh, but it's an upgrade from Greg Roman, no question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Marco G for the 333 says, listening to a monk and talk offense is refreshing compared to hearing G Row. He doesn't seem to, uh, he doesn't seem like he pigeonholes himself to one philosophy, which is good, but I'll wait and see. Hopefully, this means we trade for Mike Evans. Um, that's one way to look at it, mm-hmm. for sure. That, that, that's that's one way to look at it. Um, the thing that I don't, I just don't. That the thing that doesn't get me excited about it is, um, people showing what he did in college. I don't care what he did in college. That's yeah. amateurs, I, I, especially when you're talking about an amateur school that had more talent than everybody else. Basically, yeah, cause, yeah, because people say, "Oh, well, look at all the NFL players they had on team." Yeah, what did the other team have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> week in and week out, right? I mean, that's that that's great. That, that that's great that that they beat up on Akron. Okay. That doesn't impress me. <laughs> What's he going to do against other NFL talent week in and week out? That's what I want to know. And yes, okay, the Tampa Bay years, which is, I mean, it, that was a while back. Um, wasn't that he, long ago? It wasn't that long ago. Uh, it, was, it was it was long enough. 2016 through 2018, and then he was in uh, Cleveland in 2019. Oh, I forgot about Cleveland. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 See, no, no, my bad. He it wasn't that long ago. Cleveland. Uh, <sighs> Well, look, Tampa Bay, he wasn't bad. Cleveland, eh, you know, it's just eh. um, that that doesn't that doesn't sound to me, and especially when somebody like Eric Bieniemy is out there and he's interviewing with Washington right now. That actually makes me sick. Um, there's just nothing you can tell me uh, that's going to convince me that that's a better hire than Eric Bieniemy, right? Yeah. There's anything that you could say about Munkin. Um, <laughs> Doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to what Eric Bieniemy has done as an offensive coordinator, right? right? And we just saw his offense on display. You could say it's Andy Reid's offense. What does Tom Munkin have? But but Andy Reid says it's Eric's offense. So yeah, I mean that. I mean, listen, listen. That that's that's the hire I wanted. Also, well, Byron Leftwich was number one for me, right? And Byron Leftwich again, uh, super. He he coached a Super Bowl offense. Right, like he his resume stands out way above Tom Mocking. So I mean, no, I'm not gonna get excited about that when there are two clearly better candidates out there. Right. Um is he is he turned out to be good? We'll see. We'll see. Um he's gonna he if if Lamar stays, this will be the probably the most talented quarterback he's coached. Yeah. This will be mm-hmm. the most talented quarterback he's coached. And the offense could work. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's not gonna work. Right. Um, it could work and I'm going to root for him because he's, he's a Raven now. But um, to me, this did feel like this is this is the this is the, the hire because this is the guy that would take it. Because the other tweet that came out, the other report was that, you know, the Ravens couldn't guarantee the other interviewees um, that Lamar was going to stay. Right. right. Which is the right answer. Hey, we don't know. You know, we're, we're making every attempt, but we can't guarantee it, which is fine. But I think especially in Eric Bieniemy's case, especially in especially in, in, in Byron Leftwich's case. Right. Byron Leftwich was a, was a hot candidate. He got offered a head coaching job, turned it down in Jacksonville, then just got fired. You know, he wants a quick turnaround. He doesn't want to go to a team that's going to be in rebuild mode. If I'm Bieniemy or Leftwich, I don't go to a team that could, that I could possibly be there 
and there's no Lamar Jackson. If there's no Lamar Jackson, that team is going to be awful, straight awful, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to that team. I, I need assurances that this man is going to stay. And if you can't give me those assurances, then I need I got I got to look elsewhere. So I can see from their standpoint or any any uh, hot candidate, right? Because they want they want to have a great year with Lamar and get those those head coaching calls. So I can I can see that being a being a reason why we ended up with him because obviously Todd Monkey trying to get back into the NFL. All right. Yeah. So so of all the candidates that were out there that they've been talking about, he would be the one that'd be like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Who whoever you want to bring in, I'll, I'll coach him. I'll take it. You know. Uh, all right. Let's read a couple of comments here because you know they, we we got some opinions here. A shout out to our brother, Mister OTR Mike. Salute to you. What's up, Mike? Yes, indeed. One hundred and two people in here. By the way, go ahead and hit that like button. And if you're new, hit the subscribe button. All right. Uh, let's see. Jonathan Washington Jr. says neither hate nor like the hire. All I heard initially is heavy tight end sets, which I don't like uh, at, at his time in Georgia. But after doing more research about him, I think it's fair argument that it was more due to personnel. Probably. Yeah, that's 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 the one thing I've heard about him is he makes uh, use of with what he's got. Mm-hmm. OK, I, I, I don't care about that either. Um, I, I want to see explosive off, offense. Well, yeah. And, and the, the problem with trying to make that argument is what does Baltimore have? Mm-hmm. They have tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Uh, top Dylan says Monkin is Roman 2.0. Okay, heavy tight end and running back usage, lack of involvement with receivers. Georgia receivers complain about lack of opportunities and involvement. I don't like it one bit. All right, okay. Because even when you look at Tampa Bay, where uh, Mike Evans had had really good years under mm-hmm. Monkin, you know he's Mike Evans, of course you would expect him to to, to play really well. Um, and, and I'm not saying this as a negative at all. Uh, you know, they were he, he did heavily involve the tight ends. I think it was more in the red zone. Uh, you saw Cameron Brait and even OJ Howard, you know, scoring more touchdowns than you would expect those guys to be scoring. So I, I think it's uh, yeah, and like I said, I don't think that's a negative thing. I think if you have the receivers, obviously he'll use the receivers, but being able to involve uh, uh, all of your, your, your weapons is a positive. Yeah. All right, we got a couple of donations in here. First, let's get let's get our guy Sugar up here. Uh for the dollar sixty-nine says sub LBHT. Just wanted to show support to one of my favorite sports podcasts. Appreciate you both along with Hendo, Big Mike, Coach Evans, and all the LBHT crew. Brodney, how is the super cucumber coming along? Great show. And a super Thank cucumber you, is from uh Stardew Valley. We we yes. are we are big Stardew Valley uh it's gamers. Great. Um and we just got one from Anonymous. Shout out to Anonymous for a $13 donation. Money making Mitch, I see you. I, I got you in one second. It says, didn't want that OC. I was Eric or bust. Okay. All right. Hey, I feel you. Uh, wait, hold on. He's got more here. It says, what happened to 200% on signing Lamar long-term? Uh, good point. Uh, damn those Ravens. Steve Bashadi, you dumb some of my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good point. What happened to 200%? You, why, why ain't you, you told... You, you told reporters, you told the public 200% chance, right? Why didn't you tell those interviewees 200% chance? Mm-hmm. Good point. And again, shout out to Money Making Mitch for the 333 says, my issue isn't the offense going to work because Lamar made it work with Roman. My issue is this guy doesn't make it easy for Lamar. 
I want wide open touchdowns like Mahomes got in the Super Bowl. Let me tell you something, man. You're absolutely right. That that's that's how I feel about it. Maybe he can do it. Maybe yeah. he can do it, right? Because listen, Jameis Winston, you know, I mean, that ain't easy to work with. You know what I'm saying? Jameis will give you moments of brilliance and moments of sheer stupidity. Well, it, well, it's funny because you know people gave him credit for for you know making Jameis look good. You know who made Jameis look good? Sean Payton. James mm-hmm. had 14 touchdowns to three interceptions when he was playing for Sean Payton until he until he got hurt. Yeah, and then the uh, you know subsequent. Oh yeah, he put him back on the field. Yeah, he was uh, looking like the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like the, he looked like the, the the man over there. Um. Oh man, we getting all kinds of donations. Shout out to yes. Ben H for twenty dollar donation. That says happy anniversary, great content. Thank you. Yes, Thank it you. is our anniversary. If you're just uh, tuning in, our three year anniversary. Um, man. I feel good, man. I, I feel good. Like me and B talked about uh, a three-year plan when we started, right? We said we're gonna give it three years, and we'll see where we're at in three years. If it's uh, if it's working, we'll keep going. If not, we'll you know we'll just say, hey, we tried, and and you know it is what it is. But I think it's working. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Like that. That. That's my thing. I, when every time the Chiefs play on in, in the playoffs, when there's no other games to watch. And you have to watch, you have to watch greatness out there. This is a time where everybody's like, man, I want that. Yeah. Right? Like, how can you how can you argue against that? How can you say, ah, we we don't we don't need that over here? You don't want wide open receivers, you know, like just like the scheme works so well that they're just I mean, it's not just that game, right? Obviously, they played a masterful game and they put out some stuff that that Philly's never seen before, but I mean, watch their highlights all throughout the year. They scored mm-hmm. at will. Shout out to Raven Ron for the $5 donation. Says, happy anniversary. Tom Munkin sounds like another Harbs whipping boy. Oh, mm. hire someone who will low-key take Harbs cl- Harb Clown's job. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, I, I, Yeah, I want somebody that wants to go out there and be explosive. Again. I guess I guess maybe maybe he he becomes that or maybe he is that um, and he can show that when he gets here and, and Lamar's here. Uh, but nothing in his past has shown it. And well, I'll say one thing, you know, in Tampa Bay, the one year they did lead the the league in yards uh, or in passing yards. Mm-hmm. And they were, I think, third overall in yards. So, you know, I think if you if they give him the weapons, you'll go out there and you'll have an explosive offense. But that's the big the big thing it's on Baltimore, it's on Eric Tacosta and uh, and Bashadi and Harbaugh to go out and make sure that you have the talent to support an explosive offense. Um, so, yeah, like, like, like to, uh, to the person's point about the 200% signing and them not giving assurances to the offensive coordinators, like, okay, you can't guarantee that he signs. You can't because, you know, maybe he just doesn't want to. But you could have guaranteed that he wouldn't be playing anywhere else. Yes. You didn't do that either. Yeah. You, you, why can't you say, yeah, don't don't worry about it. He's playing here one way or another. Yeah. Right. So, Wait, uh, so did no, he, it, he, he coached at Oklahoma State? I mean, yeah, he did coach at Oklahoma State. He was the offensive coordinator. And I look, he, he, I wouldn't say they had average talent. Maybe you say his second year it was average talent. His first year was not average talent. His first year he had Brandon Whedon and Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman was a bad boy. And and yeah, and, and you're talking about the, the Big 12 – uh, a conference that doesn't really play defense. The second year he was there, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Joseph Randall was a, was an NFL player, uh, and they had one decent receiver. I don't know, Josh Stewart. I don't think he he made it to the league, but you're also talking about a team that went eight and five in that second year. Yeah, and and then and then he was out. Okay, so so here's here's a, 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 a I'm trying to take I'm trying to get both sides of the of, of the spectrum here, right? Because like I said, I don't I don't like it. But that doesn't mean I'm going to argue against people that that like it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Mikey was saying word is he wasn't uh, calling plays in Cleveland. If that makes you guys feel better, <laughs> and yeah. Jonathan Washington Jr. says the same thing. He says if I'm not mistaken, I think Freddie Kitchens was the one calling plays during his one year as OC in Cleveland. Still don't believe they picked the most accomplished candidate available. So yeah, I mean that's a good yeah. point. So he he wasn't necessarily calling the plays, you know. Um, well, he, it's look. like I said on uh, on coach's uh, video in the comments. I think it's a, a competent but unexciting hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely, a- absolutely. Let's read a couple more comments here because they they are flying in here. Uh, look, guys, we we can't get to the, the as many comments as we used to because you guys have have really uh, supported us and. The chat just blows up. But as you can see, you know, uh, if you use our super chat method, okay, oh, I didn't even put up the uh, the graphic here. Look, right below B, dollar sign LBHT show. All right. That's the cash app. Also, the pin link that you see in the chat box, it's up again. Okay. That'll take you to stream elements uh, both ways. You leave your donation, leave your comment, and you'll get a nice little animation right next to my face. And I'll read that comment. Also, patreon.com slash LBHT show. For as little as three dollars a month, you get access to our Discord, and the you can you can chat twenty four seven in there. All right, shout out to Top Villain for the ten dollar donation. Thank you. What did that say, B? Uh, let me pull it back. It says, "Shout out to y'all. Keep it up." Thank, Thank you, Top Villain. Thank you, Top Villain. Um, let's see what we got here. What's up, Big Reg? Big Reg is in the house. Hold on a second. Um, hold on. I'll get back to you, Big Reg. It looks like he's having a conversation with somebody else. Uh, you know, says Pro Bowl Huntley. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that that might be his quarterback. That's right. Tanja, what's going on? Tanja says, Hey Flock, what's going on with you, Tanja? Thanks for coming through. Uh one session says heavy tight ends again. Roman 2.0. We got another Roman 2.0 here. All right. Okay. Uh you know, it's funny you mentioned uh one in Byron Leftwich. It seems like nobody even wants to talk to Byron Leftwich about anything, OC or otherwise. So it's, it's uh, kind of strange. Yeah, JP, what's going on? Says you guys think this feels like Bashadi or EDC had a hand in picking Monkin. Um, no, I think I think they let let Harbaugh. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I would think EDC has some say in it, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I this feels like him and Harbaugh work. I think they work pretty closely on if, it. To me, it feels like a collective failure. Yeah, uh, they said that they took Lamar's input, but you gotta be careful with 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 how they how they word things right taking input is well what kind of offense do you want to see next year uh yeah i'd like to see uh less running from me okay thanks uh i'll I'll talk to you later right Right. by the way by the way i want to point this out because you guys caught that right you guys caught that that they spoke to lamar about his input in the offense right a couple of weeks ago when they had when they had uh when he's in the facility eating breakfast they saw him then they had a good conversation with mm-hmm. them then but it takes two to tango yeah. right but but he's not picking up the phone isn't that i, I think that's what jonas safer said on, on 1057 the fan the other day that oh lamar's not answering the phone really so how did he provide input yeah into this coaching hire Weird. Well, you know, he, he he's doing a little, little uh, screening of the calls, right? And if it rings, he's like, that sounds like a contract call. 
not picking that one up. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, a couple of a couple hours later, it rings. He's like, "This one, this one feels more OC related." Like, we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what Eric talk about. <laughs> how how is he doing that? How is he providing this input if he's not picking up the phone? That's weird. It sounds like he is available to talk if they're if they're seriously uh, trying to talk. But um, not, but they're not really, they're not really trying to come close to the number that he wants. Thank yeah. you, Kimberly Harmon. She says, "Congratulations on your anniversary lunch break." Hot take. Hope you reach one million subs. Listen, thank from you. Your lips to God's ears, right there. <laughs> hey, shout out to Coach and wife. Oh, appreciate appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. Says happy anniversary, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And shout out to Go Away. <laughs> Says with the new offense, how will I shine in practice? <laughs> <laughs> that is the fake away. <laughs> Go away. Okay. He's not liking what he's hearing there. He says this this might get complicated. I don't I don't like complications. Okay. <laughs> Devon Allen says, uh, big if Brodney, uh, I don't trust the Ravens with wide receivers. Yeah. 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 Um, look, so, uh, they're, they're already setting you up for we couldn't afford to to bring in Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins. Talking about how difficult it, it's going to be with with Lamar's contract to, to get a wide receiver, you know, a big time wide receiver in there, which is complete BS. And I, I wish that the 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 you know the beat writers wouldn't just let him say stuff like that. You know, push back on it because you didn't sign anybody the last five years when Lamar was making nothing. Well, I got right? so, I got I got a solution to that, but first you I gotta read you this. Didn't sign anybody, you, you didn't sign anybody, you know, except for you went out and you gave the hundred million to Roquan, and that was easy. That wasn't <laughs> difficult at all for you. Well, well I, I have a solution to our problems. So first, let, let me let, oh, I'm gonna read this in a second. S2T. I'll read this right now. S2T, thank you for the 333. Says Roman to Carolina. No. Okay. Uh is that is wait, mm-hmm. is that a troll or is that true? No, that's a troll. They're not talking to me. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I, the only team that I know that that spoken to Roman is uh Washington. Um, and shout out to David Injured Bow <laughs> for the three thirty three. Says me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ojabo's uh, uh potential, man. I I I feel good about Ojabo. Um, I'm not totally closing the door on Oway. Doesn't look good. But we'll talk about it another time. My solution, though, be my solution. Because yes. listen, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. What are we gonna do? There was a solution that presented itself today. Okay, if you don't, if you haven't heard the breaking news, Patrick Queen took all his Raven stuff off his his IG page. Okay, all yes. his social media pages. He is not affiliating with the Ravens uh, right now. I think he's saying trade me. You know what we can do with the trade? We can, can open up yourself a wide receiver four. We can open up some no, no. We can open up some cap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the money that we're gonna we're gonna spend on on picking up his fifth year option. You don't have to worry about that. We got the money right there. Problem solved. That's a first round pick. Problem solved. Right? We can get we can get a, a good solid late third round pick for him in return. Okay, more picks, more money. Who says no to that? Huh? Mm. Huh? 
There you go. All right. A deep my move. What's going on? Says it's a good hire, but it could have been better. Okay. Depending on who the passing game coordinator is, I would be curious if Zach Robinson was brought in and they combined Mockins experience with McVay's scheme. Um, so pass game coordinator, that's like that's not necessarily that doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a thing, right? Like you can be an offensive coordinator, just just you know, call the plays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pass game coordinator. I feel like, and Coach Evans is in here. Coach, correct me if, if I'm wrong. Those positions, pass game coordinator and stuff like that. Those 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 positions are more so. I need to hook my friend up with with a job and put something on his resume. Sometimes they contribute, but that that's not necessarily, you know, a thing, is it? I think it depends on on the person and the team. Right? I think some places it's absolutely just, hey, that's my friend. I need a title for him, but I think other players, it uh, it it really, you know, it could be yeah. no, it could be, you know, that they they really have a, a big impact. I would be uh, cautious in saying that Zach Robinson is bringing Sean McVay's scheme. Yeah, yeah, Agent E. Yeah, PQ said uh, like one session said he said he's out. He didn't say it, but you know, yeah. he's pulling the Hollywood Brown method. Okay, he said it works for Hollywood. I'm gonna try that. You didn't pick up my fifth year option. I I think that's what it is. I think they said we're not picking up your fifth year option, and he said, "All right, then I'm 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 gonna go Hollywood on you. Trade me." All right. He wants his money. Uh, Kogi, oh, all right. Go. Did you click that? Yeah. Okay. So they, they run the seven on seven and mirror pass to match the run game. So yeah, it, it's you know if they're if they're good at their job, they'll make a positive impact. Okay. But if yep. not, I think that you know. I think it would be negligible. And shout out to Anonymous for the $10 donation. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Says happy anniversary, LBHT, to celebrate a hanging with Hendo stream on Saturday night would be nice. <laughs> keep it, keep up the great work. Oh, pressure on Hendo. Pressure. Um, Kogan uh, Shara says if Lamar uh, resigns, he should put a clause in his contract where he gets EDC 20 to 25 wide receiver names and a one to two year deadline to get one. If they don't 20 to 25 is giving him a uh, way too much grace. Um, listen, I got five names and you need to get, you, you need to get one of them. Okay. It is. Are we not a top notch organization? No. Okay. Well, well, do, do we <laughs> pretend to be, do we pretend to be? Yes, you do. Then stop with, making with the best of them. Listen, um, it, it, this this is another reason why I don't like to hire, right? Because I feel like Tom Monkin wasn't the first choice. Why didn't you get your first choice, right? Unless our first choice got a head coaching job, why didn't you get your first choice? There's always an excuse with this team. I'm tired of the excuses, right? Um, if you if they said that they need to upgrade their wide receiver room, if they don't do it, if they don't get Mike Evans, if they don't get somebody in the draft, or like or, or just really upgrade, if they don't trade for Hopkins that we know is, is going to be available. I don't want to hear the excuses. You need to make something happen. No more excuses. Do your job. Hot Boy Ride 89 says Giro was running, was a running coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His his whole career. Shout out to Anonymous for the $25 donation. Says, what do you think that Mr. Jackson is thinking right now? That's a good question. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly think. Uh, right now, and, and granted, again, you know, nobody knows what he's thinking. He doesn't really say anything publicly. Uh, but I can tell you, if it, if it were me in that situation, what I'd be thinking was, 
not enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, a couple more, and, and and let's talk about the other the other coaching uh, jobs that that we do like. Okay. Oh, and Banks DDS appreciate the five dollar donation. Says Monkin, not bad. OC, we'll see. Holt Lamar balls. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, listen. If you like the move, if you like the hire, I ain't gonna bash it. I don't like it, but man, look, it it ain't zero. Okay. And 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 let's yes, you can't get worse than zero. Zero wasn't the worst. He was pretty bad. All right. But I do think Monkin is a step up from that. That might be enough. He might be great. Right. I I just uh, I don't feel good about it, but he, you know, he, he might turn out to be that. Uh Yolanda says that's a great idea, Hendo. Sorry, I cannot join you. Oh, talking about uh oh hanging with Hendo. She said, <laughs> Oh, she's gonna be sailing the high seas this weekend. Oh, salute to you. Enjoy that. No internet connection as well. Oh man, that's what I want to be. <laughs> Nobody can call me. Yes. Yes, please. The Devon Allen says, Jose, they said they would retool the room. You have to watch the play on words. Yeah. I think they're going to get the same type of player, just different names. Well, I mean, yes, of course. Of course, that's what they're going to say. Um, they're going to shuffle the same names around the depth chart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex Reda says, Hollywood was definitely a genius to get traded to Arizona where they barely conceal how much they hate their own quarterback, <laughs> but they paid them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, listen, I don't care about the words. Right. I, I don't care. Like, yes, we tease them. Right. We, we all make fun. Oh, he, well, we, you know, if he, if he put down the call of duty and, and study the playbook, ha, 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 ha. he got his money, money yeah. talks, money talks. I don't care about all that other nonsense. Right. Money talks, BS walks. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We're not going to pay you. You can keep that. Yeah. I'd rather they say, man, I hate your guts, but damn it, we need you. Here's your money. (laughs) (laughs) Shout shout out to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Oh, MJ has blessed us with $2.30. Okay. 23. That's what I'm talking about. Says, what's good, y'all? This is your friendly neighbor, neighbor MJ. A friendly reminder that I am still the GOAT. <laughs> Retired twice, came back, and won six rings in 15 seasons with a tougher road to the finals. Make sure mm. to hit the like button, wow. support the channel, and peace. Jordan is drunk as hell. A Jordan, tougher road to the finals? <laughs> man, Jordan is really <laughs> triggered by, Le- by, by LeBron being yes. the all-time scorer. A lot of people are triggered by that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like what did what did LeBron do to you? All he did was just be great. Outdo your your, your childhood favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this: our, our childhood this. favorite. I'll give you this: Space Jam was still better than LeBron's version. Thanks. You still got that, Jordan fans. Thanks. You ain't got nothing on the court, although but you, you know, still look, got Space Jam. But you know, no, we know now. R. Kelly, you know that you know the song yeah. that doesn't, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, listen, let's go over to the other side. Okay, the Panther side, Panthers fans, Panthers the grass nation is greener. The grass is definitely greener. All right, um, be let's speak on a little bit because Panthers hired first of all. I, I like the Frank Wright hire, mm-hmm. I love the Deuce Daly hire. I was disappointed that he didn't get the offensive coordinator job, but they're still searching. They hired Jim Caldwell. 
They sure did. And it's, and it's still searching because he is not the offensive coordinator. What is he be? He is the senior offensive assistant. Well, actually, just a senior assistant, not the not even offensive assistant. They say he's going to be overlooking all three phases, uh, and, and people will be reporting to him. It's how, it sounds an awful lot like Frank Wright doesn't want a job. Uh, but he's getting paid, and he he's delegating, man. He's delegating uh, with the best of them. He's delegating better than John Harbaugh right now. Uh, they still have a, a hole at OC, and I think, you know, they, they said that that what we talked about before is the case. They threw a lot of money at at uh, Jim Caldwell. They threw a lot of money at, at Deuce Staley, you know, guys to, to, to get him to sign up. And I think that they're trying to do that right now with Brian Johnson to get him to come in and be the OC instead of staying in Philly as the OC. Um, so we'll see there. I think if they don't get Brian Johnson, then you're going to be looking back at, at Jim Bob Cooter or the guy out of uh, uh, LA, Thomas Brown, uh, who they, they, they've they've interviewed for the OC spot as well. Uh, but they have built a, a fantastic, excuse me, a fantastic staff on paper. Uh, a ton of experience all throughout the staff, uh, except for the quarterback coach, Josh McCown doesn't have any actual coaching experience, but you know, he, he does have 19 years as a player. Uh, and you know, if you've seen him on, on YouTube with Josh Norris, he's obviously a very knowledgeable guy. He does a, a great job of breaking things down. Uh, and, and, you know, everybody who's been, who's been around him thinks that he's kind of, you know, he's a, he's a brilliant guy. He's going to be a great coach. That's why Houston, was trying to uh, hire him as the, their head coach with no experience the last couple of years. They uh, couldn't really push that through, but that's, you know, their loss is uh, apparently Carolina's game because now he's decided to do it the old fashioned way and just get a coaching job and, and start working his way up. Yeah. Yeah. And salute to our guy, couch rider Raven, Who's, What's up, back, couch? who's back from his his overseas tour? He's been gone for a minute. He he did let us know that uh he was gonna be out for the for the NFL season, but he's back home safe. Salute to you, my friends. Yes. Appreciate you coming through. Uh, listen, if if look any of you guys that are new here and you don't know about Couch Rider Raven, go over there, subscribe to him. Okay, uh, another Ravens YouTuber. All right, um, a good friend of ours. And we appreciate you coming through because you owe us, Couch Rider. Do not think, <laughs> do not think we forgot about our bet. Okay, uh, you owe us a shirt. <laughs> okay, we, you know, we, 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 what did you say? Egyptian cotton, I believe, were your words. <laughs> listen, listen. Look, look, couch, couch represented the the league of of prochet defenders. Okay, salute to you. Uh, I'm a I'm an extra large, my friend. Uh, uh, B, B is like is like is a couple couple sizes of, of, of larger than that. But we'll, we'll send you the, the exact measurements. Okay, I need I need to, you know, I, I might I might need to get a little bit small so I can get the get the get the gun showing because it's, it's getting warm out outside. Okay, and I'm not gonna actually work out, but if you make it smaller, I can show the muscles a little bit more. All right. But um, <laughs> um, listen, listen, he, yo, he, 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 yo, he, he rolled for his boy, Prochet. I respect mm -hmm. it. Right. I respect it. Look, look, you feel good about somebody. And you say, hey, uh, I like him. I think he's going to do great. We, we had to kind of uh, had to pressure him to give, give some real numbers there. But he said he said, look, 700 yards and what, five touchdowns, or whatever is going to do it. And we blows up. Don't be a fan. We said, all right. 
Yeah, no danger of that. Uh, he was almost great. He was he was almost great. If he, if he had complete <laughs> had he done had he done like one of like three things had he um uh you know completed that that pass that he threw had he uh, he did complete it. <laughs> well, I was proven wrong to our team. You know, had, if he uh. If he if he came down with that that hail mary catch that that hit him in the hands, but that was, uh, I mean best hands on the team, best hands on the team, but he possibly in the league. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> possibly in the league. <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> LeBron James is here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Say, I'm not the goat. Thanks for the respect, of his show. <laughs> We're gonna get to the NBA talk in a second, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh coach wants to know who was crazy enough to think Proche would ball a lot of people. <laughs> that coach. <laughs> I listen, listen. Um but no, that, that, no, but seriously though, uh it was a bet. There were specific guidelines like you said, I believe it was 700 yards and and five touchdowns. Uh so let's let's go to the tally. Uh <laughs> in in 15 games, James Proche, he had zero starts. I mean, that's that's obviously political. Uh, he had 17 targets, eight catches for 62 yards, uh, zero touchdowns, but he did have three first downs and a long of 12. Mm. Cut 47.1% of his targets, had 3.6 yards per target. Uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing in the rushing department there. Uh, he did have several penalties, and he also, uh, as as you alluded to earlier, had the had the interception. Coach, uh, your petty me. <laughs> I think like it's. I'm just trying to be an official. <laughs> Definitely political. <laughs> Man, listen, listen. It was it was it was all business with me. I didn't. I didn't. I took little jabs here and there throughout the season. But I support I supported James Prochet, okay? I wore the channel three hoodie, okay? Mm-hmm. And when he and when he messed up in those games, I didn't even bring it up. Y'all brought it up, but I, I wasn't gonna bring it up because because it's not his fault that y'all put that pressure on him. Okay. It's not his fault. He didn't do mm-hmm. anything but but try to be the best best player he could be. All right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he still doesn't have two hundred total yards for his career. Yes, um, he does. <laughs> Oh, don't be like that. What does he have? He has got oh, like 205. You know what? That's rude. First of all, <laughs> he has got 278, sir. <laughs> all right. Has, listen. My man has been up and down the field two and three quarter times and has not found the end zone yet. <laughs> Marco G, G said, Y'all tripping, Proche will make a great number <laughs> nine wide <laughs> receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're done with this. We are not. We are not crapping on Proche. Anymore. We're not. We're not done with this until we we clip all the comments and put out the video. That's I don't we'll have. I only have venom for the for the hardcore ones like Iowa Horace and uh, whoever else. Well, no, Iowa Horace was was his roommate, right? That that was his roommate in college yeah. or whatever. Um, listen, listen. There's only a couple that that I got some 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 smoke for. Everybody else, there's nothing wrong with rooting for players on your team. It's fine. I respect it, but. Carolina Panthers, another team that I respect right now, and I told y'all, watch out. A uh, shout out to Anonymous. Give me one second. Give me one second. I'm gonna read that in a minute. Uh, we'll be able to read it to you in a, in a, in a second. But um, look, 
they're making all the moves that they should have done, you know, before they went and hired uh, Matt Rule. But I like a team that learns from the mistakes. Yeah. Um, this, this, man, this, this uh, coaching staff, coach is saying great one to Carolina as well. Is this true? That can't be true. If that's true, I have to. No, I have to because they're 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 all. At the real one comes back in about about respect. He's 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 lashing out because he said I was being petty. Uh, okay. Um, look, but for the most part, man, like I I just I like everything that that they're doing. They're taking the time putting together this coaching staff, um, and it just remains offensive coordinator and quarterback, um. I didn't read that anonymous tip uh, before you go and see if 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 this is true or not because B B is shook right now. Okay, B B is uh no, B, he he, inter- he interviewed with Washington yesterday. He's not talking to Carolina. Oh okay, but you you okay? Congratulations, you scared Brodney. Okay, are you happy now? No, they didn't. <laughs> Listen, believe me, believe me. If if Greg Roman was sniffing around my team, I would have known long before I logged on here. <laughs> like, what uh, you know? Hey, appreciate the numbers for the ten dollar donation. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so that, that that said, uh, why wasn't Coach Caldwell hired for Panthers offensive coordinator? Uh, I think that they're they're targeting Brian Johnson, and I think that you know they had to really convince him to come back. He he wanted a head coaching job. And and deserves a head coaching job, right? Uh, he's he's beyond, I think, the the coordinator portion of his career. Uh, he proved himself in Indianapolis and again in Detroit. Uh, so he he didn't want less than a head coaching job. But this is where you know we talked about with with David Tepper kind of learning from his mistakes with Matt Rule. Uh, he went after a ton of NFL experience and he's the richest owner in the league. And he's, he's throwing the checkbook around. Right. Yeah. And he said, Hey, Jim Caldwell, you know, we are looking to get a young quarterback in here. You know? And so we went and got Josh McCown who who's played quarterback forever. We went and got Frank Reich who played quarterback in the league and has been a, a, a quarterback coach and, and offensive coach for, for a while. And we need Jim Caldwell who, who helped Peyton Manning take his game to another level, helped Matt Stafford take his game to another level. They're trying to put together the softest landing spot possible. And I'm going to say now, you know, I think that, you know, all of these coaches in the rumors about Derek Carr, which, you know, it looks like now that they may not be that interested in Derek Carr, but, you know, specifically, but um, I think that they, they might just sit where they are and take Anthony Richardson and then just go ahead and let him sit for, for a year. Yeah, yeah, uh, they they are definitely looking at one of these quarterbacks. And yeah, Couch Rider, we did discuss Todd Monken. Um, uh, I don't like it. Um, I don't I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Um, and we're just kind of getting the pulse of the room. You know, some people like it, some people don't like it. But um, uh, definitely uh, uh, much better prospects out there, at least, right? And and it, and it's it's not even arguable. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is is a ten times better prospect, and so is Byron Leftwich. And mm-hmm. um, those those are the two that I, I want us to really look at. So, um, yeah, okay. Hey, at, at least, like we said, they they did get somebody with some coordinator experience. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so that's a positive. Uh, I think we all know that he's a better coordinator than Greg Roman, so that's a positive. You know, yeah. it, it's just in these situations, like I said, when you when you are looking for a home run, you don't really want a single, but you know, the single gets you on base and it gets the it gets it gets you moving. Yeah. Um, but 
the Panthers, man, like this tells me that Federer, uh, uh, Federer, 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 Scott Federer, and um, and and Tepper, more so Federer, um, understood um the personnel that he had right when he hired when he hired Frank Reich, he understood because Frank Reich, I think, is a coach that prefers veteran quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, he played quarterback, but I mean, you look, I, I think that's kind of what got him in trouble in Indianapolis, you know, uh, bringing in Phil Rivers, then trading for Carson Wentz, then trading for, for Matty Ice, right? Um, I think those are the things that got him up out of there. Um, and I think they like Frank Wright because obviously he's a good coach, um, but they wanted somebody, you know, or, or some bodies, you know, because they got Josh McCown in there. They wanted, they wanted a staff that can work with a young quarterback, like you said. I think these moves absolutely point towards them looking to get somebody in the draft. Um, who knows, man? Maybe, maybe they are really uh, trying to make their make their move to get C.J. Stroud. Yeah, it, it's possible. I, but I think they're they're setting themselves up uh, to where I'm trying to find the name. They hired another coach out of Indianapolis as well uh, that had worked with with Frank Reich, it's uh, Matt, I want to say it's like Max Parks or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But they hired him as the um, as a pass game coordinator, and he has also pa- uh, play calling experience because once Frank got fired, he took over as the play caller for Jeff Saturday for the rest of, of last season, and now Frank's brought him over to be on Carolina staff as well. Uh, but I think you know they're, they're getting a lot of young offensive minds on the staff. And not even just young offensive minds. A lot of a lot of uh, uh, successful offensive minds on the staff, and they're putting themselves in a position where, yeah, they can go after C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Uh, but I think you know things are going to start trending towards those guys going one and two, right? So I think that they're putting themselves into a position where they'll be comfortable if if you know, Chicago or, or you know, Arizona or whoever is asking too much, that they'll be comfortable sitting at number nine and taking Anthony Richardson or whoever is there and saying, you know, we have the coaches that we can we can sit him on the bench and we can develop him to to what we need him to be over the course of the, the first couple of years. So, okay, um, the missing piece is offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, with who's left out there, who I mean I I I would I would think you would want Eric Bieniemy, but they're not talking to him. But like, who do you think it could be? Because there's no no there's, there hasn't been any talks of them really interviewing anybody, right? Well, no, they, they've interviewed a few people. I think like I said, I think they're looking to convince Brian Johnson to leave Philly. I think they're okay. trying to trying to you know up the salary and say hey. Yeah, you know, it's the same position, but it's not the same position. You know, like you yeah, can make yeah. a lot more over here. Uh, so I think that's kind of what they're they're trying to do right now. They've interviewed Jim Bob Cooter, who's the passing game coordinator in Jacksonville. He was a previous offensive coordinator for the for the Lions with Jim Caldwell, uh, and they've also interviewed uh, Thomas Brown, who was the uh, tight ends coach in in L.A. with the Rams under under McVay. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of, I think, you know, they're going to call Brian Johnson and see what his answer is. And then they'll move on to number two on the list and, you know, see what their answer is. And then, you know, they'll keep going through the list. But I, I think, I imagine it'll be one of those three guys. Uh, and we should probably be finding out here pretty soon. If they nail this and then they nail the draft of the quarterback, watch out. Yeah. That's all I can say. Watch out. Um, 
All right. We are an hour in. Okay. Uh, thanks everybody that is still in the chat. We got 98 people in here. Go ahead and hit that like button. And if you're new, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. All right. We are going to get into some NBA talk and then we're going to do some bonus time. And then we are going to do the overtime show. What is going on on the overtime show? There it is. Mr. Eric B enemy talking to Pat Mahomes, Eric B enemy who should, should have already been a head coach. Um, has not gotten a head coaching job. Um, summing up the hires that that have transpired over the last couple of years have been ridiculous. They've been atrocious. He should he's he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. His team just won a Super Bowl. And I mean, he's getting passed over, it seems like, for for offensive coordinator jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he interviewed with with the, with Washington today. They they also interviewed Greg Roman. If he loses out to to Greg Roman. I think that's a clear that's that's a that's a clear civil lawsuit right there, right? No danger of that. He's not losing anything to Greg Roman. Greg Roman's not getting that job. Um, let's see. Uh Cash Ryan says, any idea what happens in these interviews that goes to crap? Uh nothing happens in these interviews. I don't think he he has bad interviews. I think that's just an excuse not to hire him. Right? Um, look at some of the you think he had a worse interview than Josh McDaniels? Or Dan Campbell, if we're being honest. Or Dan Campbell. And we like Dan Campbell. Yeah. Right. Um, you, you think you think he's done you you think he was worse than than uh uh um uh, uh what's his name? Urban Meyer. <laughs> right? Like he's he's I mean, the guy's a jerk. But but the, the, the fact though is what does it matter what you say in an interview? Like Unless it's something just completely out of left field and and just you know beyond offensive, you're talking about a guy who's been to three Super Bowls in five years and won two of them. Well, it doesn't matter him, what you say. We're not going to give him too much. We're going we're going to really dig deep into the overtime show on this subject. Okay, so uh, if you want to be a part of that, Patreon.com/slash/LBHT show. In fact, while we're on the subject here, I mean, look, uh, we're about to go into into bonus time and talk some NBA, but first we got to get a word from our sponsors ourselves yes 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 you just heard me talk about it patreon.com slash lbht show uh take let's take this down for a second B. let's take this down yes um you see all the all the social media right there at lbht shows where you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms all right so go over there and hit the follow patreon.com slash lbht shows where you find the overtime show it's where you find our discord i see a lot of people in there in the chat you know, you're typing your, your your questions, you're typing your comments. And if your attitude pop, you'll you'll copy and paste it in there two or three more times to get our attention. Okay. But uh if you really need to be heard, right? And and you say, Hey, I don't want to do the super chat tonight, okay? I want to save my money. Hey, we we get that. But uh if you if you sign up to our Discord, um, you can keep that party going 24-7. We always have lively conversations in there. We're in there all the time. Uh, all all the members from the LBHT crew are in there. Coaches in there. Hendo from uh, 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 Ravens Online on Gatekeeper. Should they're all in there? All right. So um, you have thoughts that you you know, and, and you're not really feeling the the Twitter spaces. All right. You want something a little bit more more civil, right? Come to come to our Discord. But um, look, we got three tiers for Patreon. B's going to tell you about those tiers right now. Yes, yeah, so we have the three dollar tier. Uh, which is a general support tier and also gets you into our LBHT uh, Pick'em League that we do every year where we give away a custom LBHT trophy. Uh, this year it's actually transitioned into a plaque. Uh, 
since Mike broke the trophy. Um, <laughs> so congratulations to, to Hendo for, for winning that this year. Congrats, Hendo. Uh, we have the $10 tier, which gets you the LBHT crew coin that Jose has right there. And that also gets you into our fantasy football league. Uh, we have a dynasty league where we give away a custom championship belt uh, at the end of every season. Congratulations to Buck for winning that this year. Never happen again. Don't know how it happened this time. Will never <laughs> happen again. Uh, and we also run a redraft league for fun. We can start up a second dynasty league if there's enough interest as well. Um, and then we have the $20 tier, which is a combined tier for this show and our boxing podcast that we do with OTR Mike, Ring Kings Podcast. Uh, on the $20 tier, you get everything that I mentioned, plus the custom poker deck uh, that we put together featuring our top 25 boxers of all time. Uh, it was a lot of fun putting that list together and having the conversation. It's a five-part series, so if you haven't checked that out, definitely uh, head over to Ring Kings Podcast and, and uh, subscribe and, and check out the, the five-part series there. And we just put out our uh, second pound-for-pound -pound list, uh, our current pound-for-pound -pound list, so check that out as well. We haven't put it out uh, yet. Okay, well, you know, we didn't still, do that yet, but that's coming soon. It's still in production. It's still in production. Yeah, that's coming soon. Uh, and all of the tiers get you uh, into the overtime show that we do every week following the live show. And all of the tiers, like as I said, will get you into our Discord server. All right. And you mentioned OTR Mike earlier. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Open mic with OTR Mike. All right, that you know he that's that's our that's our guy right there. All right, he he puts out it, it is the it is the what's the slogan? It's the podcast where the mic is open for any conversation, no matter where it is, what it is, or who it is. There you go, there you go. All right, so go subscribe. Great conversations over there. Um, make sure you subscribe and listen and and follow him uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, our guy Hendo from Ravens Online on Gatekeepers. Make sure you're subscribed over there. Make sure you subscribe to Chris from uh, D well, subscribe to D Cover Podcast. <laughs> subscribe to D Cover Podcast. Follow Chris Just Joking on Twitter. Great follow. And you can find all of us every Monday night, 9 p.m. on Coach Evan Stream. Sip to Tally Films. That's the channel. You can find us over there for the Ravens Roundtable. All right. So, look, you like what you see here. I know you guys enjoy Coach's uh, uh, breakdowns of films. I know you guys love Hendo's takes on things. Uh, deep cover that you know, those guys they're dope, you know. You already know what it is with OTR Mike. Make sure you subscribe to the whole round table approved circle, okay? That also includes Raven C that's in the chat, okay? That includes that that includes uh, 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 uh Pro State's number one fan, Couch Rider Raven. Big <laughs> <laughs> Zach says he's about to sign up right now. Appreciate it. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate you, Big Zach, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's up, Andrew? He says, What's I still up, can't Andrew? believe Buck won, especially with how much I helped Rodney Hendo, Ferris, and OTR Mike. Listen, Andrew. But you didn't help injuries, me. The injuries got me, Andrew. I, I had I had 10 guys on IR for like the whole second half of the season. It was awful. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about all that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get let's get to the little NBA talk. As as LeBron James is here, uh, to start it off, says I like D'Angelo. His drip game is great asset for us. Hypothetically, if I was the goat, like LBHT claims, Anthony would step his game up. Not sure how that's a thing. Like you can't make him play better. So how come how come you couldn't win without Horace Grant? Yeah, that's a that's a question. Why don't you just All make right. the next dude step up? Yeah, you had to go and get uh, Dennis Rodman. Mm. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. All right. So 
you guys uh, saw me put out a uh, video from my car, so you know something something big had to happen because I don't go off script. Okay. <laughs> 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 but Kevin Durant got traded was last Thursday. Yeah. Um, I did not like the trade package. Right. Um, I don't think I, I think uh, over the, the course of time, it will present itself to be a pretty good deal because I, I know the Nets draft really well. Right. Uh, they haven't had a high pick in forever and they've gotten some good players mm-hmm. along the way. Right. Um, we got you, we got in careful. Right? We had uh, uh, Jared Allen uh, on on the team. Now we got uh, Cam Thomas Spencer Dinwiddie just came back. You know, he was on, on our, in our development league. Um, just, uh, you know, Nick Claxton. Like, we're getting these guys that are late first rounds, early second round picks. So what are they going to be able to do with mid to higher, you know, maybe sometimes lottery picks? Um, that remains to be seen. But for now, um, we have a team of just, you know, okay, guys. There's no stars on the team now, right? We had to trade away Kyrie. That's fine. I, I wanted that from the jump. And and KD asked for a trade. That's fine. I wanted that for the jump as well. Um, and just for the All Star Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Um, he just. I mean, I hate to say it because he's like twenty five years old, but he's a shell of himself. Right? All Star Ben Simmons. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a star. Yeah. Um. But look, man. Like, it's always going to hurt when you lose uh, those caliber of players. Like, I I definitely acknowledge the type of players that uh, KD and, and Kyrie are. Um, so when you lose that type of talent, you, you're definitely not going to get that return back mo- most of the time. But man, like they just they weren't winning, and they're doing more complaining than winning, and that's just not going to cut it. I would rather you just move along, because it because yeah, as a, as a Nets fan, you know people are going to laugh like ah ha ha, it didn't work. No, it didn't work. Um, and I'd rather you go somewhere else, and we're just. You know, we're grinding it out and trying to find, you know, some, some those guys that step up and hopefully a star, you know, emerges or we trade for somebody or whatever. I'd rather be that team than a team of high expectations. And you have two two guys that are just whining and getting swept in the first round. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm more disappointed in KD. I thought KD had more of that dog in him than Kyrie, but he doesn't. No. Um, and he, he tossed he tossed a big game, especially on Twitter. But, man, he, he's not that guy. Um, again, I don't, I don't hate them personally, but I mean, just, I, I, you know, go take that somewhere else. You're just, you know? you're just disgusted by their existence. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it ain't, ain't nothing like that. It ain't nothing like that, man. I don't get emotional about it, but, uh, B, what, what, what are your thoughts on the, on that trade? Um, I would have told Kevin Durant to sit down and shut up, honestly. Like, you know, uh, he, he asked for the, the trade to Phoenix specifically after they moved Kyrie and I'd be like, no. Like you, you and you and Kyrie got together, concocted this whole thing. We gave you everything you wanted. You didn't show up. Uh, you, you, well, you didn't, you didn't keep your friend in line. Your best friend in line. He didn't show up for work most of the time. You didn't show up in the playoffs. Uh, when when you had the whole team together healthy, I mean that wasn't like Boston. You know what was just flat out the better team than you, like. You're the Nets. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Kyrie Irving. You, you, you know, you've got Seth Curry and these guys. You just laid down. Now, maybe you would have lost anyway, right? Boston was a very, very good team. Not saying that they weren't that, but it's to to get swept. Like you said, it's an embarrassment. Uh, and 
I'm not going to let you transfer that embarrassment onto me by admitting failure and moving both of you out. So Kyrie gets to go and you get to sit here and, and go back to the playoffs with a great supporting cast and try to repair your image, but you're not going anywhere. This hurts, Danity. New Jersey Nets reign supreme. Brooklyn hasn't come close. You're right. I mean, I guess. Like the Nets ain't win anything either, but that's all right. They made it to the finals. Yeah, they did. Those, I, mean, I think two got, finals. Got, they, got, they made it to back-to-back finals and got stomped out both times. But, but it's still further than – we got stomped out in the first round. They, they did. But, you know, yeah. it's not it, – hey, you know. First loser, second loser, like whatever. Listen, and, and, this team is, and this team is more talented. Mm, yes. I mean, yeah. Nobody on that team comes close to KD. I mean, Jason Kidd would, would, would argue that, but you know, Look, that's Great right. player, obviously, but he wasn't KD. No, he was he was he was a pure point guard, a true point guard. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't uh, you can't compare those guys. <laughs> um, look, listen, listen. I don't even accept the fact like you're saying. Well, okay. Maybe they lose to Boston. I don't accept that either. You're supposed to be better than Boston. Well, we, you, know, we, you, you should be better than Boston, right? You should be. But Boston's a very good team. I'm saying, like, maybe it goes seven and, and you end up losing. I mean, you, you know, you don't that, – that's not that's not okay. But it's it's not – it's just Boston's year after game two. The you know, reason, like, it's a whole different thing. The, the reason that KD gave – for uh him requesting a trade in the offseason is the weakest thing i heard you know basically he, he's putting it on on steve nash the mm-hmm. coach that he requested and don't, I, don't let anybody tell you differently he requested steve nash this organization did not say we're gonna fire kenny atkinson who's been who's been doing wonders for this young squad for steve nash okay no. the only the only person that had ties to steve nash going into this was kevin durant mm-hmm. okay he wanted him on a team that, and they they gave it to him because they thought he was going to act like an adult, right? Yeah. That's that's what they thought, and then it didn't work out. And then when he he missed a standard period of time, and Kyrie wasn't showing up to work, and the team you know lost a few in a row, right? You know, eight in a row, whatever it was that he he mentioned, and he's like, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like you know we should be competing all the time, and he just didn't like the way you know the the, the team was 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 playing. Without him, and he was talking about how he basically he's the only person on the team that that's carrying every, you know he's got to carry them and they're not doing anything without him on the court. That's essentially what he said, um, throwing his teammates under the bus and all that stuff. But you're supposed to be that guy. This is how you wanted it. Yeah, you're supposed to be a leader, but you don't want to be a leader except for when you want to shift blame onto somebody else. Then you want to step up and pretend you're the leader of the team. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I don't, I don't have any respect for Kevin Durant and the way the way he conducted himself in Brooklyn. And I had defended Durant nonstop for going to Golden State. I'm like, that's not that doesn't tarnish his legacy. He went, he he went to a, a great team. He was the best player on that team, and he won a couple of rings. That's that's whatever. But you know, the the way he's conducted himself in Brooklyn has been a joke. And like I said, I'm not going to let him, you know, sneak out the the back door. Uh, not not for not for that package because and I want to make that clear. Like if it was a if it was a good if it was Boston and they had offered Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, plus whatever, yeah, else, yeah I'll trade you. Fine, I'm yeah. not trading you for Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson and some picks. Get the hell out of my office. Get back right. to the gym and, and, and get to work. 
Yeah, like, I'm not doing that. Shout out to Chris White for the 420 donation. Says, don't let Nets management off the hook. They did. Oh, oh no, no. Okay, they did a horrible job managing stars' relationships. Uh, should uh should have never traded Harden. Should have hired new coach. Uh, any other organization would have kept that group together instead of attacking them in the media. All right. So okay, let me break this down. So um oh, and we got another donation. Shout out to KP. Uh, says, how did you guys become a Nets and Lakers fan? Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, remind me a second, B. Um, so, look, I I put that 100% on, on KD and Kyrie, right? Managing relationships, they did everything that those guys asked for. What? How do they mismanage a relationship when players say, hey, I, I need this, give me this? And they're like, okay, cool. Hey, uh, coach right there ain't really working out. Uh, bring in this guy. He's, he's our guy. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, Harden wants to come over here. We, you know, can you trade for Harden? Okay, cool. Right? Like, this is what you guys are asking for. You you guys are supposed to have the championship championship pedigree. You guys want it the way LeBron had it, right? Because you all saw LeBron go to these different teams and say, uh, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy, bring in this guy, and I'm going to bring you guys a championship. And he delivered, right? Mm-hmm. He delivered every time he did that, right? So you thought you were going to do that. And then you find out you're not LeBron and you want to complain that the that the Nets messed that up, right? They didn't they they fired Kenny Atkinson because they wanted Kenny Atkinson gone, KD and Kyrie. Right? Nash is there only because that's who KD wanted. Right? Harden was there. He didn't like that Kyrie was just just taking days off. Said, I don't like the, I don't like the, the vibe here. I want to go. Where was KD to say, no? Let me talk to him. Right. He's supposed to be the leader. Right. Why mm-hmm. does why does why does management have to have to have to step in there and 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 tell them, hey, you guys work it out. He's supposed to be the leader. Right. Well, and, and, and you know, more to that point, like, yeah, managing relationships is, is kind of the coach's job, uh, you know, the GM's job when you are putting the team together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't put this team together. The players put this team together. So why would you? The whole thing was, I want to play with my best friend Kyrie. So why would you? Okay. Why would you need to manage the relationship between between two best friends? Yeah, the, that's so the, the whole point of getting them all together. So so the Harden trade, the Harden trade, Harden, um, he could have opted out the end of that season, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, I want out. Okay, we'll get what we can for him, right? Uh, Katie and Kyrie, they did say no. Well, first of all. <laughs> They told Kyrie, we're not going to, we're not, we're not going to extend you. And he said, all right, I'll opt in. KD, they told him, they definitely told him like, well, we got you for three more years. So you're not going anywhere. Right. Um, Yeah. I would, I would have told him no at that point, but no, man, you, this, these, these aren't like guys in their, in their early twenties. These are, these, these are guys that are supposed to be all in right now. Uh, They're playing for legacy and they should have been able to work that out. Um, But I, the only, the, the one thing I do blame, the next four is is this last trade i would definitely would not have sent him someplace where he wanted to go and not out of spite like i'm not i'm not going to do that for that package right yeah. like my thing is if you want to if you really want to go to phoenix cool we need devin booker because you're not what you're not going to do is go play with is, is try to go play with another super team right, right. we're going to get something back for you uh and, and we don't want deandre ayton we don't want cp3 we don't want mccall uh bridges we want Devin Booker. If they're not willing to give up Devin Booker, you're not going there. 
Yeah. So and, you know, and I really don't want to hear about managing the 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 the, uh, the relationship between all these guys who are in their mid thirties who can't seem to just show up to work and do their job. KP had a question: How do we become yes. a Nets fan and a Lakers fan? So listen, listen. Um, basketball is one of those sports that you follow the stars, really, right? But Early on, I mean, we are all Jordan fans. We all love Michael Jordan as kids. Love Michael Jordan. Uh, but, like, when I really started getting into the game, I was really um, into into the Phoenix Suns, ironically. Right? Uh, we, live, we, we, we lived uh, in, in Hawaii at the time. We were stationed in Hawaii. Um, so I, I, was, I was big into the Raiders. Uh, I was, and I was, I was big into, uh, into the Suns. I, I loved, I, I loved uh, Charles Barkley and, um, and Kevin Johnson and and Dan Marley and all them, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, st- I stuck with them for a while, all through the, the Steve Nash era, and I just didn't like what, what what they were doing after that. And I was just like, yeah, I'm over on the East Coast now. I want an East Coast team. Wasn't going to root for the Wizards. Um, Baltimore doesn't have a team, and that's when uh, JC uh, uh, became a, a, a part owner of the Nets, and I was like, that's my team, <laughs> Jay Z. And a and a, a a Russian oligarch, what could go wrong? Yes, <laughs> absolutely everything. Uh, I was a, a Houston Rockets fan initially, uh, from from the time I was very young, and you know followed them through the Olajuwon years and then the the dark times that came after, and uh, you know up until they got Yao and McGrady, and you know I was fine with the Rockets until I woke up one day and I looked at the roster. And they had six power forwards, and none of them were taller than like six eight. They had Chuck Hayes out there at six six playing center, and I'm just like, I, I looked around and I'm like, the hell are you doing? Like you're not you're not trying to win. But Daryl Morey was playing playing like it, it was two K, just making ridiculous trades. Like why do you keep trying to bring in Pal Gasol? Like stop. Yeah, I just, just got tired of it, and I picked a new team, and it was the Lakers because LeBron went to the Lakers. Like they said, the NBA is about the stars. LeBron at that point was was you know one of my favorite players. I said I'll follow LeBron to LA, and so I root for the Lakers. And LeBron is still my favorite player. Which, by by the way. I mean, good lord, you want to talk about a poorly managed team? You were talking about the LA Lakers. Yeah, we can talk about that because they're dumping on my nest right now. It doesn't make me feel good. Okay, <laughs> you guys hurt my feelings. I mean, DeAndre DeAndre Thomas here. DeAndre Thomas here talking about three superstars came to the Nets. All three want to be traded. What's really going on with the Nets organization? They always suck. All right. I mean, you know. Well, you know what's funny is they don't always suck. They make all these these terrible trades, and they, they just continually make the playoffs. And then they got rid of everybody that they traded for, and they just kept on making the playoffs when they had all the young guys. And then you bring in Durant and Kyrie and them, and you just, you know, you're in the playoffs. And they're just never reaching the highs that you expect from them. How, yeah, so, yeah, and they're gonna make the playoffs again this year. Yeah, right. Um, he says trying to embarrass your players publicly will never end well. How did they try to embarrass them? They embarrassed themselves. What what did what did they do to embarrass KD? I'm curious. What do you think they did to embarrass KD and Harden? They didn't do anything. I, I imagine I imagine they're referring to the Kyrie uh Kyrie apology. embarrasses himself. Kyrie yeah, embarrasses like, himself. Like you, you can think that, that that those steps that they made him do were overboard. But Kyrie did that to himself. Facts. He's a grown ass man, right? Be responsible. Or, or is he? Be responsible for your words, right? Yeah. You're tweeting out this stuff. You're putting out, you know, okay, you you, you watch some 
some some documentary it has some things in there that you that you're feeling whatever but you 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 you're starting to post stuff and you want to be you know you you want you want to be uh 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 you know uh 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 thought provoking Kyrie right mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna drop you some gems right I'm I'm going this is gonna blow your mind and I'm gonna uh, you know put some quotes out there that are fake you know that I got from this documentary right instead of just saying hey you know what my bad. I didn't realize, you know, it has some, it, it has some, you know, anti-Semitic tones to it. Like that's not why I was watching it. This is why I thought they were saying whatever. Own up to it. Just man up. But no, you know, you you want to sit there and act like you've been you've been attacked some right. way. Like you're, you're you're some martyr or something like that. No, man. Like ain't Boys, that big of a deal. Don't ask me about that. Right. Right. Shout out to KP says, uh, "How did you become a Panthers fan?" He wants to know how you became a Panthers fan. B. Let me. I'm gonna repeat that before I answer KP. Kyrie Irving is a straight up clown. Uh, and to how I became a Panthers fan. So we were living in Maryland, uh, you know, Fort Meade when we were very, very young. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch football because we play Tecmo Super Bowl and all this. And I was like, well, the local team's Washington, so I'll follow Washington. And I found out very quickly that that was not the move. Uh, so, so Randall Cunningham was my favorite quarterback. And so I started following the Eagles. And I did not like the way that they treated Randall Cunningham. I did not know it at that point to be the black quarterback treatment, but that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> but I did not like the way that they, they, they you know, they, they benched him. They, they publicly embarrassed Randall Cunningham, even though he was the best player on the team. And I was like, I'm picking a new team. I, I'm not, I'm not rolling with this. And it was the year before uh, the Panthers and the Jaguars came into the league. And I said, Hey, whichever one lands in the NFC, I'm going to be a fan of that team. And then it's been, you know, like 27, 28 years of just nonstop misery since then. Well, not, not, no, not nonstop, not nonstop. They made the Super Bowl a couple times. They're, they're good occasionally. Uh, but yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, just, just loads of incompetence. And shout out to our newest patron, Big Zach 410. Thank you very much for signing up. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if you want to be awesome, like Big Zach, patreon.com slash LBHT show is where you can where you can do that. Okay. Thank you. And for as low as $3 a month. If you have $3 in your pocket, okay. Um, there's there's look, there's no better gift out there. Okay. If you if if you're sitting here today, you you fumbled a bag on Valentine's Day, said, man. I really, I really messed up. I already messed that up. If you got three dollars, you can redeem yourself to your loved one. Okay, the gift <laughs> of LBHT show. Yes. Okay, um, Jonathan Washington Jr. says, "Yeah, Brooklyn could have easily got more values somewhere else for Kevin Durant. If you're a Nets owner at that point, uh, I'm not in a rush to get uh, assets back for KD. I got him locked in for three more years. That that was my whole thing. Right? I think that they were just tired of dealing with him." Yeah, and they, but, just wanted, they just wanted to be over and like get out. Yeah, but but again, this is where you gotta be professional. But like, I don't have to tell you, bro. Like, we 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 have to get uh, proper value for you. So either you go to Phoenix without Devin Booker, or you go wherever we send you for the best value, and you work it out with them. But or you stay here, uh, yeah. and you can cry about it. I don't care. You want to cry out the rest of your contract. For the next three years, and and when you're out of the contract, you're 35 years old. Be my guest, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's either we're getting our value for you, or you go back to work, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and, and, and it can be tough, and, and you don't have to listen. You don't have to take his call. You don't have to. You don't. You don't have to take his call. If he's calling about about a trade. 
say, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm busy, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to my assistant, okay? Um, hold on a second. Uh, Abel's bringing me some food here. Hold on. Wow. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Wow. Thank you. You, I, you, I know, a, you know we're going to hear about this on the OT. Listen, listen, listen. I have a strong, babe, I, I have a strong, uh, a, a strong rule about no eating on camera, okay? I have, I, I have, I have slapped down members of the LBHT crew for eating on camera. Okay. So no, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's off camera. It's off to the side. I had to, I cut my, my camera off so they didn't see it because Suge is lurking in the, in the chat saying, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm lurking on you. screen lurking. saying, how dare you? I haven't had dinner. <laughs> Man. All right. <laughs> Let's get to some bonus. Breaking time. your own rules. All right. Kimberly Live Harmon. on air. Hey, salute to Kimberly because she's not even an NBA fan, but she's been hanging tough through the NBA talks. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Kimberly. And she has a question. Okay. I got a question for you. Are, are you planning to do an NFL Draft 2023 reaction day after the draft over and rate the new players for the Ravens and Panthers? I read that as overrate the new players. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Yes, yes, we are, Kimberly. Uh, we are in the works of doing a Ravens roundtable multi-stream type of thing. Okay. Like if any of you guys watched our, uh, (laughs) how dare you, Jose, (laughs) if you, um, if you watched our Super Bowl uh, reaction, uh, that was a multi-stream that we did with Ferris and, and Hendo and Caleb. Okay. That was across three, three channels. Uh, we're planning on doing something similar to that, uh, for the draft with, with the roundtable. That's us coach, Hendo, Mikey, Chris, right? Um, so yes, we'll we'll be covering the draft. Also, we are going to do a a, a reaction video, kind of like just wrapping up the draft. Uh, we do that every year. So yes, yeah. yes, you will be getting that. Okay. Yes. Um. All right. Bonus time. Okay. We're gonna spend a couple minutes here, uh, reading your comments, and then we are going to fire up the overtime show. Man, listen, I almost gave away the overtime show earlier. Man, people wanted to know what's going on with this man right here, Eric the Enemy. Okay, we're going to talk about Eric Bieniemy and why uh, he's not getting the love that he that he deserves. Okay. Well, yeah, and and everybody, go ahead and if you have any questions, go ahead and put it in the chat. But I do want to touch on UFC 284. Oh yes, and, I, yeah. and yeah. I and I spelled the dude's nickname wrong, so let me take that down and uh, adjust yeah. that. It's not Vok. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. I, I I meant to add that. I meant to add that. Uh, we have to talk. Listen, we are we 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 try our hardest. To give you our, our post-fight uh, reactions, these fights are late, man. Yeah. Uh, so Alexander Volkanovsky uh, was the number one pound for pound in in UFC, going up against Islam Makachev. He moved up to lightweight to fight uh, Makachev, who's the number two pound for pound in UFC. Now Makachev got the unanimous decision win. I did not agree with it. I thought Volkanovski won the fight. I don't think that Makachev did enough on the ground to warrant winning, you know, especially uh, the four rounds on on one card. One card had him winning four out of five rounds. I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, but I thought that, that Volkanovski won the fight overall. You know, the judges disagreed, so Makachev retained his title. But <laughs> it came out today with the uh, the updated pound for pound list, and Volkanovski, who just lost to the number two pound for pound, has remained the number one pound for pound. So I just wanted to to mention that and say, like, what's the point? 
What's the, what's the point of you having a pound for pound list? And this is a list that, that's run by UFC. They put I was about to their, ask, is that USC? That's it's USC's? A, it's a UFC's list. And I'm like, if you can be number one, fight number two, lose to number two, and still retain number one overall on the pound for pound list, how does that happen? And what is the point of view? Listen, this is, you might as well call it Dana's list, right? This is, this is Dana White, right? Like, you don't have to agree with the outcome, but he lost. Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't have to agree with how how they grade according to how they grade. You know how, how they score these fights. Great. I mean, score according how they how they score these fights. Uh, uh, Islam won the fight. Mm-hmm. He took him down. What like five or six times. He had ground control for a, a great amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of time he wasn't doing anything, but he still controlled him on the ground. And yeah. that and and that affects the scoring. So change your scoring. But Makachev won according to their rules. So it is what it is. I didn't like how it looked either. I thought, you know, Volkanovsky, you know, probably should have come out with that victory, but he didn't. And you can't remain number one, man. You just lost. You just lost the number two. Right. And I don't want to hear the excuse of, oh, well, he went up heavier. You know, he still retains his belt. It wasn't lightweight or whatever he fights at. Um, well, he he fights at featherweight. They moved, featherweight. He moved up to lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care. I don't right. care. You, you're, you're not number one. Okay. Do a rematch and, and win next time. Yeah. You know, there, there's other situations like when Israel Adesanya moved up to light heavyweight uh, and he fought Polish power. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to. Jan Blachowicz. That's what yeah. I had lost it for a second there. Uh, he <laughs> lost that fight, but. Blahovich wasn't anywhere near the top in the pound for pound rankings, right? So it doesn't really it doesn't have that big of an effect. But like I said, if you're moving up to specifically fight the number two guy and you're selling it as oh number one versus number two pound for pound, and the number one guy loses, you cannot put out a pound for pound list where he is still number one. It makes absolutely no sense. It undermines the credibility of your list completely. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, to point out how ridiculous that is and get your opinion on the upcoming uh, UFC event where John Jones is making his return after more than three years away. Uh, he's moved up to heavyweight. He's fighting Cyril Ghosn and he is bulked up to 265 pounds to make his heavyweight debut. Mm. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on, on John and his comeback? Um, I think John Jones is going to crush Cyril Gaon. And I think Cyril Gaon is a, is a good heavyweight fighter. All right. Um, he fought a good fight with uh, Nganu. Nganu kind of surprised him, I think, uh, with, with with the ground game a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Nganu isn't, isn't a guy that takes people to the ground. Um, but Cyril Gaon is a good fighter. Um, and, and the thing at heavyweight, yes. I mean, at that, at that weight, um, it only takes one punch. Right. But John Jones is so skilled. And he spent what three years, yeah. you know, putting on that weight. So it's not like he's going from light heavyweight to heavyweight over a course of a few months or even a year. Like he took time to add that weight, and he's been training the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he put on that weight a while ago, and he's been training that whole time. So he's used to the weight, you know. He's comfortable with it, and he's he is the greatest UFC fighter of all time. What's, What's up, Red Kingdom? Um, he's he's the he's the most skilled. I've I mean the the talent is is off the charts. He 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 can do it all. Yeah. He can do it all. 
there's nothing Cyril Gans has for him. Nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. We talked about it on on uh, Steel Conspiracy last night with Suge and, and Hendo. Uh, I I think that you know normally you would kind of question a guy putting on that much weight, being gone out of the ring that long, and stepping in and fighting a, a fighter of Gans caliber. But I I don't think that. John Jones would be hopping in the cage with him unless he was absolutely sure that he retained all the, those abilities that, that you're mentioning, you know, uh, being faster, just as strong and, and being uh, as technically sound and, and skilled as anybody else out there. If he had lost, you know, uh, you know, a good bit of that speed, it, you know, I don't think that he would do it. Uh, no. But like I said, he took his time over the three years, getting himself ready to, to move up, to fight in heavyweight. And I, I think particularly I, I said on the show last night that I think he's going to knock out gone because I don't think that this is the fight that he wanted. You know, he wanted to fight Stipe. He wanted to fight in Ganu. He had one of those mega fight moments. And that's not Cyril gone, even though he is a, a very talented guy. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's going to be in a bad mood. He's going to take it out on Cyril. Yeah. He's going to put on the show. Yeah. He's going to put on the show. I think he, he fights less cautious, right? Um, because with Nganu, I mean, you know, you, you gotta be careful. It, it literally takes one hit with Nganu. I think that was yeah. the thing he was he was worried about the most. But Cyril Gan, yeah, Cyril Gan, look, any heavyweight can put you down, but mm-hmm. I, I think he he's he's uh less afraid of that. So I think he's gonna he's gonna really put on a show and, and put Cyril Gan away. All right, now bonus time for the people that are still here, they're like UFC. Uh yes, a uh, shout out to Anonymous for a fifteen dollar donation. What's that say, B? Uh, that let me get back to it here. That says thank you for a marvelous and splendid show. Thank, thank you, you so Anonymous. much. Yes, Appreciate listen, it. it's our three year anniversary. Okay, we made it three years, um, and we still got a long ways to go. I really appreciate you guys for hanging out with us, uh, for growing with us. Yes, we're about to start bonus time, but I just want to say again, man. Thank you so much. We didn't have any real expectations for the show. We just said we had a three-year plan, and our plan was give it three years, and we'll see how we feel, <laughs> right? If it wasn't going anywhere and it was too much of a burden, we would just leave it alone. But we were going to you know, put in that work for three years to, to give you the best podcast, right? Because we, we, are, we are a podcast, um, and, you know, we, we – we, uh, converted over to youtube but we still do the audio podcast so make sure if you if you are an audio listener uh we really appreciate if you follow you know wherever you listen to podcasts give us a follow give us a five-star review if you listen to us right um but yeah we just we just wanted to be the you know best version of ourselves that we could be and then you know walk away from it with no regrets if it didn't work out but it is working out so we're going to keep it going Oh, and shout out to Anonymous for a seventy-five dollar donation. It says Happy Anniversary, wishing much more success. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody that that that's that supported us along the way. Um, wow, thank you. Yes. Uh, okay, let's read some comments yeah. here. A couple of comments, and let's get out of here because it's hashtag No Two Hours over here. All right, Spawn, what's going on? Thank you for joining the live stream. It says since Philadelphia crafted a statue of a fictional character in Rocky, who would LBHT have a fictional statue of? Oh. <laughs> oh. Who, who would your character be? Mm-mm-mm. Um. Hey, put me on the spot. Know, honestly, yeah, it, it, we're just talking that. Now, I, I, I'm, am I taking this as 
a fictional character to represent the show or just a character that I would put put up a statue of? Like in uh, sports? I, 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 we'll, we'll keep it sports related. Oh, well, okay. Well, I had an answer and now you ruined that. So uh, you go ahead and go first then. <laughs> um i don't know like what's some you, you know you, you know who it'd be it would be uh booby miles you know he's not, he's not, he's not fictional I was, I was thinking that too he's not fictional but you know but no he's not fictional i bet he, i can't no. use him i can't i can't no, use him he's not um i'm gonna say that for me it doesn't have to be sports related and i'm gonna put up a statue of roland of gilead from Who? the Dark Tower. Who? Roland of Gilead from the Dark Tower. From the Dark Tower. Yes, sir. Oh man. In hopes that it will inspire uh some young filmmaker to one day make a version worthy of the books. All right. Well, since you're going that route, I'm going a funny route. I'm going Gus from Psych. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yes, you guys ever watch Psych? <laughs> Gus, Gus deserves he deserves a statue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, so y'all should give a two-hour live anniversary stream. Yeah, if you include the overtime show, they'll add up to over two hours. I mean, well, yeah, we're at one forty-eight. Like, what more do you want from us? And <laughs> 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 said, so "Don't forget to sign up for the Patreon." Oh, thank you, Hendo. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. Do you know what today is? Do you know what today is? Yes, it's our three-year anniversary. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna wrap it up here, man. We're gonna wrap it up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Uh, yes, we're gonna be. Uh, our, look, it's the off season. We're gonna give you a mixture, okay? Because this, you know, we like to be a well-rounded show. We we love USC. Uh, any of you guys that are up late on, on Saturday nights every now and then at 2 a.m., you will find a uh, you, you sometimes you will find us live streaming uh, a USC event. So, you know, um, if you like that, that uh, kind of talk, you know, check out our videos. I'll, I'll probably clip that part, put that out. Um, also, if you're into boxing, Ring Kings podcast is where you can find more of us talking uh, boxing along with our, our guy OTR Mike. Okay, so that's where you we can find us right there. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Um, but all right, we're going to start the overtime show. If you want to be a part of it, patreon.com slash LBHT show is where you can do it for as little as three dollars a month. But uh, and uh, Big Zach, I saw your, your question. Um, if you are on the Patreon page, there should be a pinned post uh, with a permanent discord invite link uh, and you just click on the link and it'll it'll bring you right to the server. Yes, yes, and yeah, and uh, if you need help, uh, yeah, again, just put it in Patreon. We'll see it, and we'll, we'll walk you through it. All right, B, are you ready? I'm ready. B is ready. Patrons, get ready. The overtime show is starting in a couple minutes. Everybody else, thank you so much. Have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>